Hi, this is a message from Dr. Zaid Fadul, President of the Maricopa County Medical Society's Board of Directors. MCMS is unabashedly in favor of physicians. We will work hard to ensure all physicians have a voice in the future of healthcare in the Valley. Dr. Fadul's goals for 2023 are twofold. One, to rebuild the social fabric and camaraderie of the local medical community. Make friends, connect with others for referrals, and support one another for research and improvements in clinical care. Second, to increase the value of membership. We want to help you to save money, learn about changes in healthcare, and leverage the medical society as a help desk throughout your career. So please join us on this journey. Here are a few ways that you can participate. Host a social event at your practice, clinic, or hospital. Get interviewed for our Arizona Physician Magazine. Share your story on this Arizona Physician Podcast. Tell us what discounts or member benefits you would like to receive. And volunteer for a committee. If you're interested in helping MCMS, then please email us. Send a short message to mcms at mcmsonline.com or call us at 602-252-2015. Thank you. I think the uh, Council of Governments, this was the Economic Council, realized how important uh, having access to physicians was for uh, maintaining uh, the health of their communities, but also the economic health uh, of the area. Um, and so those two things are uh, added blessings together. Dean Guy Reed from University of Arizona College of Medicine, Phoenix. Thank you so much for your time and thanks for being with us today. Pleasure to be with you, John. So we wanted to dig a little more, more deeply into what's happening with residency slots here in the state of Arizona and, and what you're doing as a college. I understand that um, we need more slots in general. We want to hold on to more students who are graduating from your college and the others that are here in the Valley and, and also in Tucson. CMS funds most of the slots around the country. And in talking to physicians through Arizona Physician Magazine, we also did a short survey and Many people thought that uh, the state government should pony up some more money to fund slots, which they've done in the past and recently. And also some county governments or maybe even private institutions who then hire those physicians may have an interest in, in providing some money. But you've got a special partnership with the Banner System. And you recently spoke with media about a plan to try to double almost the number of slots that come through U of A Phoenix. So I'm wondering if you could share with us today the basics about why that's important from your view, when that may happen, sort of the, the five W's of why that's important, first of all, but then we'll get into hopefully um, when that may happen, how that may happen, and the impact for patients. Right. Uh, so, yes, I did speak to the Mar Maricopa uh, Council of Governments, their economic group, um, and I said that uh, we had been working, and when I say we, um, Certainly, I've been working with our uh, what's called designated in institutional official, um, and that's Cheryl O'Malley, who was also in, I think, in your 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 magazine as well, uh, to develop a strategic plan and in our partnership with Banner to expand the number of residencies uh, by a total of about three hundred and twenty over the next few years. Um, so as you pointed out, that would approximately double our current residency training 
uh, abilities here. The goal of doing that is obviously first and foremost to address the significant physician shortage that exists in the state of Arizona, where I think the the roughly it's estimated we need about 650 more primary care docs in the state. Uh, about 230 of those are needed only in Maricopa County alone. Um, but we need almost every type of physician um, with almost every type of residency training background. One of the challenges that we face is that when we get outstanding students, our students uh, enter with um, their, their MCATs, the entering exam in the top 10% in the country, we want them to stay in Arizona, but we have to provide the training that they need to go out and practice and take care of patients. So not only uh, we support them with uh, medical school training and they graduate as physicians, then they have to go on to do residency training uh, in their area of specialty. Unfortunately, Phoenix and Maricopa County and Arizona in general um, lack key residencies. It's been estimated that it would take approximately 1,100 new residency positions for us to even catch up to where we need to be for the, our population size right now. Banner, in, in its partnership with uh, the College of Medicine here in Phoenix, uh, we have about roughly uh, 300 residency positions here in, in the Phoenix area. They have about, I want to say, about 700 to 750 residency positions in Tucson. Um, so altogether, uh, Banner does, uh, I think, provide uh, the opportunity for training nearly half of the residents are more in the state of Arizona currently. So they've, they've made a big commitment. But there's a kind of felicitous timing going on. Um, for the first time in many, many years, Medicare has said that they're going to open the window to develop new residency programs and reimburse uh, hospitals who are the sponsor under our, our current system uh, for those residency costs. And um, as long as those residencies are begun as of July, 2025. So um, that's why we have a certain kind of time pressure on us uh, to not only develop the residencies, to train physicians in areas where we can't currently train them now. We also have, a, we have to recruit the people, put the programs in place, get these um, uh, uh, residency programs approved. It's a very uh, rigorous process. Uh, by about two years from now. Yeah. So the race is on. The race to, is to on. Put all that together. Yeah. And and that would be a competitive process, right? So this is federal money that would come and you'd compete with every other state and every other county and organization out there. Right. Right. We we would, uh, but I think that it's, there's a very good chance if we can run the race, cross the finish line, we're going to get the funding. And um, the funding is such that it is, it is advantageous to hospitals to do this. Um, there are many things, many good things that come from residency programs. Um, obviously, residents uh, can uh, help hospitals uh, provide care, you know, overnight, other things like that. Even though their primary objective is education, residents do uh, provide care, you know, under the supervision of attending physicians. And they can amplify uh, the impact that hospitals can make. 
And there's also a recognition that residency uh, training costs the hospital um, sometimes in additional costs like uh, residents may order more laboratories perhaps and very experienced physicians or maybe a little bit of less efficient. So Medicare re will reimburse the hospital for those anticipated costs as well. Okay. So you have many programs right now, family medicine, general surgery, internal, interventional radiology, medpeds, neurology, OB-GYN, oral and maxillofacial surgery, orthopedic surgery, and psychiatry. Do you anticipate that you would be adding new specialties or expanding the existing ones? We, would, <clears throat> we wouldn't be adding new residency programs primarily. So that would be anesthesia, emergency medicine, dermatology, um, ear, nose, and throat, uh, pathology, um, and urology, among others. Now, many of these are, are not primary care, but they are absolutely necessary for patients who see primary care doctors to have access to specialized care that, that they may require. Yeah, that's great. Now, I guess a uh, follow-up to that, Dean Reed is, you know, how did you come up with that list? Is it competitive analysis essentially to figure out what else is out there and uh, and what is yeah. needed in the community? Yes, um, it's it's looking at what's uh, needed out there, um, and also, uh, you know, what's needed out there basically rounds out the kind of uh, departments that are needed to support uh, an outstanding educational experience for our, our medical students who will then become residents and go out into the community. So those two priorities. Interested in CME, patient and professional referrals, networking and connecting with other physicians across the valley, want to be highlighted in our Arizona Physician Magazine and podcast, or interested in exclusive discounts for your next vacation? At MCMS, we offer all of the above to fit your needs as a physician. Join us now. For more info, check us out at mcmsonline.com or give us a call today at 602-252-2015. And uh, what was the reception like? So you talked with the uh, associated governments, you know, were they all positive or were they then wrangling saying, oh, that's great. You know, let's build a new facility or expand in my city or in my municipality. So I would say there was a lot of, obviously, uh, excitement about this because um, the thing about <clears throat> physicians is they, they not only impact the quality of care um, and, and access to care for patients, um, they also have a, a significant economic impact, as you probably know. It's been estimated that uh, you know, a physician may contribute as much as $3 million in, in related costs to, per physician to the community. And um, it's associated with net job growth, um, associated with the clinical activities that they uh, deliver. So I think the uh, Council of Governments, this was the Economic Council, realized how important uh, having access to physicians was for uh, maintaining uh, the health of their communities, but also the economic health uh, of the area. Um, and so those two things are uh, added blessings together. That's great. Um, I, I've spoken with Dan Dirksen before, one of your colleagues. Yes. And, um, you know, a lot of his focus on rural medicine as well. And he talked about how some programs have been approved in the past, uh, but they haven't really launched 
because it was difficult, remains difficult these days, to find the non-clinical administrative staff who are willing to relocate, to be in a place that's more rural, um, to get it off the ground. And so I guess it leads to a question about the hurdles that you need to overcome to expand, whether it is in those rural areas or just here in the valley. Right. So let's just uh, think about Maricopa County in general. Um, so we we know that there, we need right now just to be uh, where uh, our anticipated needs are. We need about 230 uh, new primary care physicians. But if you expand, if you extend that kind of calculation across all of the specialties, it's a huge number that we need just for this county alone. Um, if you think about r- rural areas where access to care is even more challenged um, and there is a need to uh, have residents and and physicians after they finish their residency stay in those community, I think one, one way that we've been trying to um, make that successful is by uh, through partnerships. So I'll give you an example of one where, where our uh, chair of uh, family medicine has has partnered uh, with Payson to submit a HRSA grant uh, to start uh, some residency, primary care residency programs that would be based in Payson, but would be uh, closely linked to our primary care programs here in Phoenix so that the uh, residents would have the advantage of training in these different clinical environments and would have a greater kind of, if you would, um, uh, experiential um, uh, basis for uh, their uh, subsequent practice, but also a, a greater intellectual basis in the sense of many more different types of physicians and different care setting models to draw upon. So I think that's that's one way to be successful so that we, the, the programs that are in smaller areas are not so isolated. And so that the residents who might be interested in them can say, well, I can, I can get a rounded training experience. And maybe I just don't, you know, when I'm doing my residency, I just don't only want to do primary care. I also know that, for instance, I, I'm going to know how to read EKG, EKG. So I want to want to be able to do an elective, you know, in a cardiology, uh, you know, residency or, or fellowship program just for a little bit have those kinds of ancillary exposures that can really improve the quality care they deliver. Yeah. Dean Reed, last question for you today. And um, it's about any requests that you may have to physicians. Do you yeah. need them to be adjuncts? Do you need them to volunteer to be part of this process? You know, what What do you need from the, the practicing physician community today to not only help this application be successful, but sort of writ large, this partnership that you have with Banner to grow and be more impactful for patients? Well, so thanks, John. Um, We need physician advocacy. That's really important. Um, I think that um, the way that uh, residency programs are structured and the funding for that goes, it goes to hospitals and then, and, and hospitals often make decisions about what kind of residency programs they want to sponsor based on ones that have the greatest advantage for their, you know, for their business models. That's understandable, but it's, I think it's also important for uh, physicians to advocate for the full uh, spectrum of residency programs, realizing that we work together 
uh, with other physicians and different specialties uh, to be able to deliver best care uh, for patients. And that it's important to have that spectrum of other residency programs around so that we'll have that spectrum of physicians to help our patients in the future. I would say advocacy to the hospitals. Take this on. Take this step forward because, uh, and I would even say, even advocate to Banner that this is important because, um, you know, this is, uh, in, in fairness to them, this is asking them to do more, uh, even though uh, financially it looks like it's going it to at least be neutral, perhaps a little bit positive, but it still asks them to do more. And, and hospitals are really stretched right now. Yeah. Second thing I would say is advocacy to our leadership and our government. Finding ways to support these programs is really, really important for the future health of our state. Those would be my two asks. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for covering all this. We talked about a lot in a short period of time. All right. Thanks, John. Thanks for the time. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. This production is brought to you by Maricopa County Medical Society. MCMS is increasing value for physicians throughout the valley. For more info, check out mcmsonline.com or simply give us a call at 602-252-2015. Helping physicians be the best they can be.